Good afternoon. We welcome you to this service, this memorial service in celebration of the life of Alan Higginbottom. We are especially grateful to welcome those who are watching this on live stream as, as has always been throughout this COVID season. Uh, people are taking extra precaution in uh, remaining at home and we're grateful that many of you are choosing to join us by live stream and by watching this recording as we remember the life of this great man. Hear these words from scripture. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. For God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. For as a father has mercy upon his children, so the Lord has mercy upon those who fear him. And as a mother comforts her child, so the Lord will comfort you. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Those who believe in me, though they were dead, yet shall they live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. With these words of assurance, let us worship God. And 
Eternal God, your love for us is everlasting, and you alone can turn the shadow of death into the brightness of the morning light. Help us then to turn to you in these moments with believing hearts, and in the stillness of this hour, O oh God, speak to us of things eternal, that hearing the promises of Scripture, we may have hope and be lifted above our darkness into the light and peace of your presence. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Today we gather for many different reasons. We are here, first of all, to express our sorrow for one who with such a great presence in our life is no longer here. He leaves behind a big space in our lives and we grieve uh, his absence. Al has touched so many of us in so many different ways, and we feel his absence. Phyllis Brooks said, we do not want to lose our grief because our grief is bound up with our love, and we could not cease to mourn without being robbed of our affections. So we're here to express our sorrow. We're also here to receive comfort. We gather together with God's people, and we pray and expect the presence of the Holy Spirit to surround us, to remind us that we are not alone, but that God is present with us. And God is the one who fills the vacuums of absence with his gracious spirit. So we are here to receive comfort. We're also here to give thanks. We're here to give thanks to God for the great and precious gift that he gave us in Al and all the many ways that he has touched so many lives, the ways by which he has served his country and served his people and the ways by which he was just a shining light for so many of us. And so we're here to give thanks to God for all good gifts come to us from the hands of a gracious God. And then lastly, but perhaps mostly, we're here to rejoice. We're here to rejoice that the promise of the gospel is that life does not end with death, that in Jesus Christ we are assured of life eternal. And so we rejoice today that our dear brother in Christ has gone to discover that peace which passes all understanding. He has received his reward. He has heard the voice of the master saying, well done, good and faithful servant. So we rejoice today, most of all, and with this is why we gather to celebrate the gift of the resurrection that we know in Jesus Christ. So let us turn to the words of Holy Scripture that through them we may have uh, assurances of God's presence, we may be reminded of God's faithfulness, and that we might through God's word sense 
his presence. First from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? His understanding is unsearchable. He does not faint or grow weary. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Why, even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then these words from Paul's letter to the Romans beginning at the, in the 12th chapter, beginning at the ninth verse. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Never flag in zeal, be aglow with the Spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice. In your hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, and contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. And then finally, these words from the prophet Micah. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. I'd like to invite Dale Walrath to come forward to share with us some remembrances of our dear friend Al. <clears throat> like so many, uh, I grieve the loss of Al, my, my good friend. Um, he always had a, a heart for the Lord and desire to serve him. Uh, and it really all came, a real huge impact was, took place in his life during 9-11. Uh, he told this story often that how during the time when the planes were hitting the buildings, they were concerned about one of their sons, David, who's here today, knowing that, suspecting he was supposed to be flying at that time. And then they did everything they could to trace it down, called the airlines, et cetera, and uh, weren't sure, they weren't sure where David was. And during that agonizing time for Al and Linda, Al made a decision. He came to God and said, God, if you bring David back alive, I'll serve you the rest of my life. You know, I think a lot of people make those kind of commitments during crises and as time wears on, they forget about them, <clears throat> but that wasn't so with Al. He started Time Tithers, and those who know, all you know him, that how much he gave his life to serving God in that way uh, up till the, his very last years. Wherever you'd go with Al, he'd always bring it up and tell the story of how it started. And um, he was committed. Remember that he asked Marianne and I to serve on the board with him, and we were glad to do that. But he loved the Lord, and he served him all the days of his life. Al went with us several times to Honduras. One of the times he went, it was a construction trip, and we 
went to the clinic and we rebuilt the inside of it, the whole waiting area, and uh, some of the people who are here that went with those in those trips. Uh, Al was always a delight, but he also went on vacation Bible school, and it was really great watching him. He loved kids. <laughs> you can imagine, I can still see him today standing in the middle of the of a room in an old shabby school and doing the chicken dance with those kids and grabbing their hands and just having a ball. They loved him and he loved them. But I remember in that last trip, last trip he took because his health was failing, but remember that last trip, it was the third day. We're all pretty tired and we're gonna go back to this small village. It was about an hour drive, <clears throat> so we all jumped in the van and we were about 10 minutes from arriving, and someone in the van said, where's Al? And we all looked around, and Al wasn't there. I thought, man, here we are 10 minutes from this little community. We have over 100 kids waiting for us with all their parents. We can't, we can't go back. We have to do this. And here Al's going to be stuck in this hotel in El Progreso, and nobody speaks English. He's going to be stuck there by himself. What's he going to do all day? I mean, our hearts really went out to him, and will he be upset? So we went through the whole day, and the back of our minds were thinking about Al. So finally, at the day's end, we're driving back, and we pull into the hotel area, and we look, and there's Al. As we get out of the van, we look, and there's Al standing in the steps of the hotel with a big smile on his face. And I was walking up, and I was going to apologize with all I had, and before I could say a word, Al said, man, it's been a great day. And he said, you know, I, they took me over to the clinic, which was a few miles away, the eye clinic there. And he said, I was working on appliances and fixing them with electronics. And he looked at me and says, you know, I think that this is the will of the Lord. And I said, what an incredible attitude. You know, I thought that he'd be in despair or be upset. But he was smiling and beaming and saying, you know, God worked his purpose out, and that's exactly why I'm here. You know, I think that that really represents Al. And finally, you know, over the years, for many years, Al and I were involved in Bible studies. And it's not hyperbolic when I say that it was hundreds of times. And I saw Al grow in his faith. I saw him have an interest in knowing God better more deeply and knowing God's word. He had always, he had often asked questions and they're never the questions of a skeptic or trying to trick someone. They're always the questions of a seeker. And Al really grew in his love for the Lord and transformed life and you can see it in his life. And that's kind of how he ended really. You know, I know that someday I'm gonna see him again, we all are. And my thought is that when I finally arrive and see Al, I think we'll see that same smile I saw there at the hotel, saying, this is God's will. Isn't this wonderful? What a wonderful guy. And knowing that someday I'll see him again, we all will. And uh, what a great reunion that'll be. Al's happy, and I'm happy for him. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Al's 
oldest grandchild, his first grandchild, Julia Engel, uh, could not be with us today, as, as well other members of the family were not able to travel to be with us. But we're grateful to have uh, Julia's great gift of song and music to share with us this day as she offers this gift in memory and in celebration of her grandfather's life, Crossing the Bar by Julia Engel. Sunset and evening star and one clear call for me. And may there be no morning of the bar when I put out to sea. But such a tide as moving seems asleep too full for some when that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark, and may there be no sadness or farewell when I am author of the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, uh, who was a rector in Boston, wrote these words, bad will be the day for every man when he becomes absolutely contented with the life that he's living, with the thoughts that he's thinking, with the deeds that he's doing, when there is not forever beating at the doors of his soul some great desire to do something larger 
which he knows he was meant and made to do because he is still, in spite of all, a child of God. I thought of that quote when I thought of my dear friend Al, who lived a life much larger than himself. Al lived a life of great width and depth and length to reveal to us that life is more than just about a person. Life is about bigger things, greater causes. It takes a man of great width and depth to be at one moment the commander of the United States Navy submarine and to do the chicken dance at a vacation Bible school in Honduras. That's a man of great, a great width and depth. And Al was a man who uh, did not live life just as one in one role and didn't identify himself in one role, but was happy, as Dale said, to be used by God for greater things, to reveal that life is more than just one role that we take in life, but that God is larger than that. Al was about bigger things than himself. Al was, first of all, about his God and the ways by which he committed himself to living out the gifts that God has given, had given him. Al was certainly, um, was very much about his country and had given his life in service to his country and to the U.S. Navy. And yet at the same time, that was not Al's calling card. Al, you know, Al didn't present himself as a, you know, retired United States Naval officer. Al presented himself as Al and, uh, and, a, and a, as an instrument of God's grace and peace to others. Al was about neighbor and was about family, of course. Al uh, created ministries here at Church of the Palms, as, as Dale mentioned, time tithers, and um, we called him the grab bar man. He was putting grab bars in, in people's uh, bathrooms all over town just to make sure that they were being well cared for and using his time and his talent and his ability to fix things uh, in great ways. Al uh, was connected to Habitat and was always seeking to improve the lives of neighbors and helping them to know that Christ's light shines from us into the lives of others. Even uh, stopping alongside of those who were homeless and on the street and giving them much more than Linda probably would have approved um, in order to make sure that they knew that they were loved by their fellow man. And it all brings to mind that great story of Jesus in Matthew chapter 25 when he dishes out the, the master who dishes out the talents to the, five, the three stewards, the five-talent steward, the two-talent steward, and the one-talent steward. And the great lesson behind that parable is not whether, it's not what you have received as a gift, but it's how you've used them. And Al was one who sought to, through his whole life, to allow himself to be used by God such that his gifts would be used for the benefit of others. And we saw that in so many ways throughout our life here together at Church of the Palms. And so we uh, know that our dear friend over these last several years struggled with his health and we lost Al little by little by little over time. And that's always a painful journey that I know Alinda especially took with her dear husband of 66 years, as I remember. Uh, and yet, nevertheless, uh, we are, 
walked with him through that time, assured that he was on his way somewhere, as that great uh, hymn, Crossing the Bar, tells us. And though from our born of time and place the flood may bear me far, I hope to see my pilot face to face when I have crossed the bar. And the good news is today that our dear friend has seen the pilot face to face and he has heard the whisper of the master into his ear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been wise over that which you have given. You have used it well. And now welcome into the joy of your master. Praise God from whom and to whom all blessings flow. Let us pray. O God, our Father, from whom we come and unto whom we return and in whom we live and move and have our being, we praise you for your good gift of life, for its wonder and mystery, its friendships and fellowships. We give thanks for the ties that bind us to each other and for your loving and patient dealings with us and for the meaning that lies hidden in the heart of sorrow and for your guiding hand along the way of our pilgrimage. We give thanks for this, your servant, Al Higginbottom, recalling all in him that made others love him. And we are grateful for the good and gracious influences in his home and all who ministered to his best life. We thank you for the goodness and truth that have passed from his life into the lives of others and have made the world richer for his presence. We bless your name for the revelation of yourself and of your love in our Lord Jesus Christ and for the hope set before us in the gospel. And we thank you that deep in the human heart is an unquenchable trust that life does not end with death, that the Father who made us will care for us beyond the bound of vision even as he cares for us here on this earth. And we praise your name for the resurrection of your son Jesus who is the source of our hope not only today but in all days. And we pray for the comfort of your presence and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Renew within us the gifts of faith, patience, and enduring love. And as we step out upon the world, may we sense that though we've lost one whom we've loved, we've not lost you, and that as you have received this your child, so too will you receive us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Come on, 
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore, world without end and life without end. Amen.